Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Land of Boz for a Monday, June 24th, 2019. That's right. It is June. I think the last show I did was like May. So it's been a hot minute, and for that, I apologize. But I'm back trying to do this for y'all. And yeah, it's it's Monday. Dude, Mondays is just terrible. I hate Mondays. I really hate Mondays. I do too, drunk guy. So yeah, Mondays is terrible, but we're here, we're back, and I'm muscling through this. This actually is going to be a slightly abbreviated show because... Honestly, I've been trying to get the sound right for the last three hours. I was very ambitious, had a little bit of time to kill, and was going to throw a show together. And it fast forward three hours, and uh, sound is now theoretically working. Um, so yeah, welcome to Monday, and let's kick the show off with a little bit of uh, you know where have I been? Where have you been? Sorry, I feel <laughs> I feel like those uh, wacky zany morning shows, but yeah, where have I been? Um, I have admittedly, because I know this takes a lot of time to do this show, just not necessarily been lazy, been lazy on the show, obviously, but haven't been putting as much work into the show as I should. Um, and the hold that thought, the sound recording is a color it's never been for before. Hold on, just a second. Do 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 do. It's the hold music. Do 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 do. Hold music. All right. Apparently everything's fine. So hopefully y'all hearing this on the podcast are uh, nodding your head in approval that everything's fine. But where have I been? Uh, pretty much since the last show, I'm actually looking at the show notes from that episode, and it's ironically I started the same way. Where have I been? Uh, but things with this Jack Reacher project are getting deep, 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 busy, busy. Um, and then just in personal life, you kind of got to go into survival mode when you're, you know, whether it be funds or scheduling or both, just trying to get through a little bit of personal survival um, obstacles. So it's pretty much been it. Um, I posted something the other day that um, I am going to soon be living, eating, and breathing Jack Reacher for something that is due uh at the end of july so the deadline's getting there and so i have the last few interviews commitments social things and then it's i'm holing up in my house like i'm in a cabin like i'm stephen king locking himself in a cabin for while i work on my book so that's the short of where i've been um i went crazy just a minute this this is nuts i actually went on vacation yes uh i went with my lady friend oh god and everybody's gonna freak out wonder what i'm talking about Uh, my little secret um and my lady i hate the word lady friend i'll take that back uh my significant other lady friend sounds very sleazy i went with my significant other and 
we spent about a week together and I've, I've said this in the past, but I'm not exaggerating. It is the first vacation I've had since I graduated in high school. I graduated high school this year and carry the two divided by three around 1997. Uh, that was my first last official go on a vacation, relax, have no ulterior motive vacation vacation. And anything since any traveling has always been double dipped or because of the military, it was for a work related thing. So I could relax a little bit, but it was always for work. True vacation vacation has been since 1997. So this was a nice little trip. Uh, Izzy and I went, uh, the three of us hung out and had a lovely day, week, uh, week. And so that's where I've been. And now, because I know it's summer, and for those of you who are new to this show, uh, some teachers actually use this show, sad for the, for the youth of the world right now, they actually use this show for a little bit of history trivia. So let's move forward to today in history. Extra, extra, read all about it, life story of Playboy Penny, extra, extra. All right, today in history, June 4th. Uh, I can't pronounce a lot of words in this one, so I'm going to skip that one. Uh, June 24th, 1807. It's the first arrest of a U.S. vice president. Former Vice President Aaron Burr is indicted indicted for treason against the U.S. He had been arrested four months earlier under the orders of President Thomas Jefferson. That was probably awkward. Burr served as Vice President under Jefferson. He was accused of trying to create an independent country in the center of North America, including the southwestern United States parts of Mexico. Burr claims he was just trying to farm 40,000 acres in the Texas Territory, which has been leased in by the Spanish Crown. He had been organizing an armed militia of about 60 men. Historians still, still debate Burr's true intentions. He was eventually acquitted. So, I mean, he sounds like he is the first of the Texans, actually, you know, like they're going to secede from the Union. So maybe, uh, I wonder what Texas thinks of him. Maybe there's something I don't know. June 24th, 1495, Columbus enslaves Native Americans. A dirty little part of our history that is kind of not the best. Explorer Christopher Columbus sends five shiploads of Indians to Seville. Seville? Seville? It's probably Seville because it's silent L's. To be sold as slaves. Not good in our history. Ah, now we'll relax. Now we're going to have some fun. Today, June 24th, an individual was badly hurt when he falls through a trap door on stage during a New York concert. For those of you in my age group, you may remember this. Or uh, there are definitely some fans that will, uh, big fans of this band or group or what do you want to call them, will remember this. But I'll give you some dates. June 24th, 1990. And that singer is from this band. Mother of God, I'm sorry. It's going to be on your mind all day. You swing in your arms. Oh God, I can only hear, I can only take it so much. I'll leave in the background. Yes, that's true. June 24th, 1990, Donnie Wahlberg is badly hurt when he falls through a trap door. And uh, yeah, that's that. God, do you guys remember the new kids on the block? That stuff was nuts. Uh, But moving on, today, June 24th, 1982, back into 80s, 
The U.S. Supreme Court rules that the president cannot be sued for actions taken while in office. Huh. We'll leave that one alone. Today, June 24, 1964, the Federal Trade Commission announces that at the beginning of the next year, 1965, cigarettes will require health warnings. That's... <laughs> Yay. Uh, June 24, 1948. This is a biggie. Uh, President Harry Truman uh, signs the act providing for the registration of men between 18 and 25, the Selective Service Act, which, uh, to be honest, I, I don't want to really get too much into my thoughts on it, but I will say, for those of us saying that we need to go to war um, to certain things, whether it's Syria or otherwise, uh, I can give you addresses to where your recruiter's offices are. So, you know, if you're that for pro-war... You might want to back that up. You know what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about. And moving on, today, June 24th, 1947. Oh, God. Sorry about that. Pilot Kenneth Arnold cites the first official UFO report. Objects flying in a V pattern while near Mount Rainier, Washington State. He claims he saw a string of nine shiny unidentified flying objects. That sound cue was very short. I used to live in Washington. I love Mount Rainier. He said they moved from Mount Rainier to Mount Rain Adams, a distance of about 50 miles in 1 minute 42 seconds, which would equate to a land speed of 1,700 miles per hour. Uh, it's the first of modern USO sightings. God, this is long. Arnold's description of the objects as being shaped like saucers. Thus, the flying saucer. God help us. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? That should be a whole other segment because I know they just had Alien Con here in Los Angeles. A good friend of mine, Abby, and her sister Ray went. And uh, it, it, they said it was surprisingly dead, but it's probably because there's a lot more to do in L.A. besides that. But I kind of dig the alien thing. Huge fan of X-Files. I like the fact that there might be other beings. And just statistically, I don't know how it's not possible. Uh, but I like being creeped out, so... And this is messed up. June 24th, 1936. So that wasn't really that long ago. The first uh, African-American woman to hold a major federal office, Mary, Mary McLeod Bethune, is appointed director of the Division of the N-Word Affairs. <sighs> that always gets me. Obviously, they, it wasn't the derogatory N-Word, but it was the word that that probably came from. I just always leave it alone. Uh, for National Youth Administration. I'm always not sure how to handle that. Moving on, moving on, skip that one. Ah, the first U.S. Medal of Honor. Um, Bernard D John Dowling Irwin was born today, American military leader. He received the U.S. Medal of Honor in 1894 for his actions against, God, not a good day for America on today in history, for actions against the Apache Indians. Interesting world. Uh, birthdays, nobody, nobody knows, nobody knows. If you're a Fleetwood Mac people, Mick Fleetwood, born today, 47. Um, God, blah, 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 blah. I know I'm missing something. There's got to be one more thing. I don't think there is. Uh, Jackie, where'd that go? That was it. I knew there was something else. Stand by. Hold one, hold one, hold one. Jackie Gleason, he died today, 19... Uh, 87. If you don't know Jackie Cleason, you need to do a little deep dive. He set the standard for a lot of humor we use today. So that is it. Uh, again, forgive me. I'm a little rusty, but 
that <clears throat> that was excuse me today in history all right now we got a new segment that's going to piggyback off of a little bit of the fitness chat uh today we're going to talk to a gym bro and he's going to give us a little bit of gym bro science so here is today's hybrid of fitness chat okay i'm gonna get a bowflex i'm gonna commit i'm gonna get some dumbbells you know you can't eat dumbbells right Hey y'all, uh, my name's Tony, and uh, you know I go to the gym all the time, and I wear my nice uh, my tank top. I've cut off the sleeves completely, and it's just basically a bunch of knots and uh, prayers and body sweat. That's the kind of shirt I work out in, and uh, you know, Tony, I talk about myself in the third person. Uh, Tony goes to the gym, uh, doesn't really have a plan, and if I do have a plan, that plan basically is to be in your way all the time. So that's me, I'm Tony, I'm the gym bro, I believe in bro science, it's an offshoot of douche science, it's a whole new study of being a scientific gym guy based only on assumptions and uh, bro theories, and these theories are typically learned uh, at the bar, hypocritically drinking and eating nachos, or uh, the locker room while looking at other men and comparing uh, the size of each other's chesticles. <laughs> chesticles anyway today we're going to talk about my first lesson in this special of gym bro science in the little fitness chat and uh, today's lesson is to not rack your weights so what you do is you know you lift a weight if it's a plate you know for tony here it's it's a lot of weight but you know sometimes i want to lift the five pound dumbbells sometimes i want to move the 10 pound dumbbells you know it doesn't matter but basically whatever you're working out you use the weight and you don't put it back. Now, so here, get, go with me here. So you take a dumbbell and on the side of it, it says something like four and five. That means 45 pounds. Got me? With me? Okay, cool. So you do your curls because all you do, if you're Tony, like Tony, you do curls. Curls Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometimes Tuesday and Thursday, but most of the time Tuesday, Thursday, which means you most of the time do do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, you sleep in because you're at the club drunk uh but you still go work out but you do mostly talking that day sunday you go to mass father son holy spirit monday let the rinse repeat curls for girls that's what i was always told and that's what i always say so in this example you take the 45 pound dumbbell you do your curls you look at the four and the five so let's assume you can read a lot of people like me really can't apparently but i'm going to assume you can read you can say that that's a four and a five now what you do you look at the rack that those were on but if you're good like tony they wasn't even there in the first place it was on the floor and the other partner dumbbell was on the floor on the other side of the gym that's the ideal scenario but you go back to the rack where there's a number, a little sticker, and it says 4545, implying that that's where you put those two dumbbells. Uh, but that's where you're wrong. You do not put the dumbbells there. You take the 45s, and you have two options. You can keep them together and put them anywhere else but the 45 spot. Or, if you're feeling ambitious, you can split them up 
totally and put them nowhere near each other in different spots that are not labeled 45. It's pure genius. It's part of the workout. It's what you do. And odds are, people are looking at you like you're a freaking moron, but you're not. You're strong, you're, you're ambitious, and you know what you're doing like Tony. And that goes for plates, that goes for any piece of gym equipment that has a designated housing area. You take that item, plates, uh, roller mats, flat little cushy yoga mats that you sit on while you're checking your phone. Sometimes, this will be another topic, sometimes those are the mats you sit on while you talk on the phone really loud. I got all sorts of tips, but basically all this equipment, you just don't put away, right? Now, I know that's contrary to what you're raised as, as a non-dumbass adult human being, but no, not Tony. We take that weight, we put it to wherever we god dang good well and please, and that goes for any piece of equipment ever at all times. So... That's today's gym talk, and uh, I am your gym bro, Tony, and that has been today's lesson uh, in not racking your weights. (laughs) I think that just became my new favorite segment. (laughs) So, moving on. Uh, This is a slightly new one, a new segment called Guilty Pleasures. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Indeed, Yoda. How embarrassing. So today's guilty pleasure. Uh, I'm not afraid to say I went to this play. Um, It's a Broadway hit. I saw it here in Los Angeles. Um, And I just wanted to spend time with one of my best friends. And I enjoyed that, obviously. But I didn't expect to be... uh, so enthralled and impressed with the performance of this theatrical play. Um, I'm big. I love theater. I love acting. I love movies and TV. Um, I have a theater heritage and background. I hate musicals, but I done them. So I'm a hypocrite. But on that note, that's what caught me off guard with this. Elfie, now that we're friends, I've decided to make you my new project. You really don't have to do that. I know. That's what makes me so nice. Whenever I see someone less fortunate than I, and let's face it, who isn't less fortunate than I? Skip to the chorus. Over, I know a thing, even in though it's the free seed. Follow my lead, and yes, indeed, you will. Popular. You're gonna, gonna be popular. Yes, yes, yes. Popular from Wicked. Uh, there's something addictive about it, and that damn song, it's on one of my playlists because it made me happy. So that is my admission to loving Wicked. And if you have a problem with that, I'll introduce you to. <laughs> Jim Bro Tony or uh, Green Beret Jeff. So suck it. I like Wicked. Moving on. All right. Oh, I wasn't ready for this. Crap. Uh, standby. It's the whole music. 
Hold music. Wow, that actually worked quick enough. Refresh fast. All right, so today we are going to do, because it is Monday, and I know nobody uses me for this, but it is when we look at what's been going on in the box office. know what that's from you know if you don't i can't say because sooner or later i'm gonna get big and famous and i will be sued so i will hammer out since it's been a while i'm gonna just hammer out the top 20 20 through 10 just hammer them out and then 10 through 1 we'll chat a little bit um so the top 20 box office number 20 echo in the canyon i don't know what it is 19 pokemon detective pikachu with ryan reynolds three hundred seventy thousand dollars uh, number 18, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I don't have a clue. 17, Booksmart. Don't know. 16, Pavarotti. 15, Ma. Horror movie. Breaks the million dollar mark. Uh, 14, The Dead Don't Die. Ooh, I did, that didn't do too well. That's uh, Bill Murray. I think it's his first movie in a while. Um, still holding in the top 20, Avengers Endgame at one... Oh, God. Oh, God, I said this wrong. Yes, one million. I, this weekend only made just under two million dollars, uh, and but for those of you nerds, know they are re-releasing it with upwards of thirty minutes of footage. Um, I'm already making plans to go Sunday. That's one of the last social things I'm doing before I go underground for Jack Reacher. Um, and yes, I've cried. We're going to cover that later in nerd segment. Number twelve, late night. Don't know what that is. Uh, Eleven, Shaft, re re revisited. All right, top 10, uh, Dark Phoenix. Um, I'm no Wolverine fan. I, I, they have, um, not the Avengers, good Lord. The X-Men franchise is kind of hit and miss, but I've heard this was a miss. Uh, but still made $3.5 million. Number nine, Anna, a woman, and she's a model and a hip man, woman, I don't know. Eight, Godzilla, That's those are never going to do amazing but it's still a top 10 seven john wick chapter three crushing it so well done i still haven't seen that my bad number six rocket man another revisiting uh like the top 10 are almost all some sort of sequel almost five the secret life of pets 2 i love the first one i will see the second one probably only on like netflix or something because uh i don't go out much Four, Men in Black International, $10 million. Um, I liked the idea of it. I can't wait to see it. Um, it was a clever idea to go international and obviously throw Chris Hemsworth and What's-Her-Butt together. Great movie. Or a great uh, on-screen couple, if you will. Uh, three, Aladdin. Eh. Two, what the crap, Child's Play. Now, a uh, podcaster I listened to had a really great point. The great thing about the original Child's Play is because it was a spirit of a serial killer or something. So it had like a persona and a personality. This Child's Play is basically like Skynet. So it becomes, it's a robot that becomes self-aware. So it has no personality. It, it's, it's, uh, but it, I don't know if, but holy God. So number two was Child's Play at $14 million. Um, I would like a 16th of that. Um, and the next jump to number one, $120 million. So $106 million difference between one and two. And the number one 
Toy Story 4. Um, kids movies are great because it takes two tickets to get in. A parent has to take the kids, so that's automatically two ticket sales. But we all know Avengers is probably going to come back and crush it again with the re-release. So that has been this uh, last weekend's box office. All right, so we're just cruising right along. We did a little bit of box office, so let's do a little bit of nerd chat. Nerd! All right, I am a sucker for Endgame. Disclaimer, spoilers, 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 spoilers. I believe last uh, the last podcast, Scott, was with me and we went into pretty detailed chat about it so i'm not going to get too deep into it but i've gone only twice i've gotten one the initial time and then uh maybe about two weeks ago and god uh, hold on let's just get into uh here's the trailer for uh endgame god seems like a thousand years ago i fought my way out of that cave became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. this one. <laughs> oh, Lord in heaven. Uh, yeah, so Avengers Endgame. Um, got chills the whole time I was watching that. So I just was revisiting it because I've seen it twice now and I knew what was going to happen. And God dang, 
watching the trailer, still full body chills. And the opening scene, remember, disclaimer, 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 not disclaimer, spoiler, 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 spoiler. The opening scene uh, with Hawkeye and his daughter, it was at five minutes total before the movie completely kicks off. I'm already tearing up like a little girl. And I went with a great friend, Abby, and you know, we're both nerds, and I like to say I did some badass stuff with my life, but god dang, for whatever reason, this movie taps into my childish, childhood, just love of awe, like A-W-E, the awe of adventure and fantasy, and, and like, and even the nobi- like nobility and honor and like a code and a work and an vengeance, Avengers, obviously, uh, but god dang, that... Uh, when Capless Molnir, I always say that wrong, but that, and then when he throws it, it comes back, he catches it and says, Avengers Assemble. I cried. I had so many freaking tears. I wasn't weeping, but there was a lot of tears coming out of my dome. They were in my beard. I actually had to like wipe my face. And that's when Abby goes, oh, I can see you crying. And I was like, shut up, man. But God dang that. And then when um, Spider-Man, Peter sees Iron Man and says he's back every get ah if you haven't seen endgame go see it if you're not a comic fan go see it so it can beat um avatar's box office because i just at least need that and izzy's drinking water in the background if you hear a weird gulping sound but yeah endgame is awesome i'm going to see the re-release so i'll do another thing on that maybe with scott um after i see it sunday but I really didn't have much talk about other than just saying I still cried watching it. Uh, And you know what? I'm okay with that because here's my argument. If you're at a 10 in one emotion, you can't not be at high 8, 9, or 10 in all your other emotions. You can't pick which ones you'll go. So I, I think I can be angry. I think I can be happy and nice and tough or whatever human... Thing, thing that makes you human if it's anger rage happiness depression sad i think it all you're at a level no matter what and i'm at a 10 all the time it just depends which emotions working that day <laughs> so that has been my just rambling and praise of the nearest to perfect movie i've ever seen in my life avengers endgame all right now Moving on, and this is terrifying for any of you that know me, because uh, I have no idea what I'm doing, but a handful of developments happened in my personal life and some friends' lives that overlap to the point where uh, I just kind of had some epiphanies or thoughts or awareness that I have yet to have in my younger years, because I'm all old and decrepit now that I've broken into my 40s. Uh, so let's do a little bit of relationship talk. God help us. Do you believe in All right, Uh, that sound was chosen because relationships are very dichotomous. It's happy and optimistic and then just rage-fueled hatred. Um, And again, that goes back to my argument of go everything at a 10. And obviously with that will come the risk of utter and total chaos and despair. But, you know, I'd rather go to 10 than this neutral 5 my entire life. But a handful of things have come to my eyes, and actually this comes from not even personal and a one degree of separation with a close friend I spoke to yesterday, yesterday, two days ago, about uh, their relationship issues or status, if you will. 
but also I know a handful of really close friends have like actually are going through divorces and life-changing things late in their life. And it's, it's just weird. The older you get or the more weight that had, that was in the relationship, like obviously if you have kids that adds weight to the breakup, uh, marriages seem to have more weight when they end in divorce than boyfriend, girlfriends, you know, and it's, there's this, this weird weighted system of value to how a breakup goes or how a relationship is handled and how much worth it has. But I've just been surrounded by it and I've just kind of been watching it. Anybody who follows me more or less knows thing didn't go too well with my last one, but you know what? I'm not a, I'm not a walking ball of like optimism and blind faith. I'm really working on that, but unquestionably for the best. Now, with that being said, that's always easy to say after you've stepped away from the situation or whatever, retro, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But the thing I'm learning and while I'm watching other people go through stuff and while I'm counseling or just, you know, being an ear to ear to listen to being a person to listen to being a person to talk to an ear, if you will, to other friends is here's my advice. You young whippersnapper whippersnappers. Um, the older you get, and I think the people going through their divorces late in life or old breakups like myself or in new relationships like myself or on a little between maybe or whatever, you, when you're 18, you have the world ahead of you, you are you have less risk. It's kind of like kids are fearless when they, you know, when I was a kid, we would jump off buildings and into, you know, off of my house. Don't even think about broken bones. Then as you get older and you've gone through broken bones and you get the concept of pain and gravity and, and, and consequence, you become scared and trepidatious and reserved and, and scared or whatever. That's metaphor applies to relationships. The older you are, the less time you have to jank around and risk loss and you hate starting over and it feels like a waste. So with that in mind, let's go back to the kids. I'm going to use myself. I jumped off of a two-story house into a bush thinking that was more than adequate to not kill me or break any bones. Luckily, it worked. So that was just blind, adventurous faith. Let's go back to not totally that far because that'll probably end in like disease, but let's swing back towards that in for all of us in our relationship pursuits where we go for risk. We don't overthink it. We just F it. And, and, and obviously you want to be logical and practical, etc. but remember that that phase in life, whether it was, you know, love and romance or adventure or sports or whatever, when you were younger, you just thought with less consequence. Obviously there's a limit to how amazing that is because it obviously you want to mature and learn lessons and be a better person. But I don't know. I look back in that freedom and I don't want to say happiness because that implies like sadness now, but that happiness that comes with just free, thinking and and an unconsequential concept uh, uh, analyzing it's it's peaceful right and if we were that way in our relationships and anybody who knows me or is assumed assumedly is that even a word it sounds like i'm drinking i'm not um 
probably assume that I'm very analytical, very overthinker, very jaded, very don't trust my own. You know, if something feels good, I go, this can't be right. Or if I meet somebody and it goes well, I'm like, this can't be right. You know, and a couple episodes back, like I met somebody and all it was was very simple and platonic. We were very interested and boom, ghosted. We hadn't even done anything and I got ghosted. So that makes no sense. I actually, I get ghosting if people are like ashamed and got to run away. We had had like lunch. And so... You, I get jaded and, and like, again, if you're going to feel a 10 in one emotion, that means you're going to feel a 10 in the opposite emotion. So it comes with a risk, but I still stand my ground of all in all the time. And the thing I'm learning now presently is definitely getting older. I obviously you want to be more analytical, but the older I get, I almost want to just F it and, and go with what feels right because things are short I'd rather just risk it and let's all I guess my message and I'm kind of rambling <coughs> is let's try in all we do that it, whether it's fear-based or consequence-based or whatever of whether it's relationships or sports or endeavors or school or job or whatever it may be let's try to think about like what the younger version of you would have done you know, I, I look back and I go, holy shit, I can't believe the things I did, good, bad, and ugly, when I wasn't concentrating on the what if, the oh God, if this goes wrong, and then the scarring, the quote unquote scarring that's built up over the years that keeps me from doing the things I would have done back then, I couldn't fathom them now, so think that way, try to be a little bit more younger you. Let's try to all undo our jadedness um, because I guess the point of it, or a side anecdote, is there is good on the other side of that. Um, I'm in the middle of the, uh, <laughs> I guess, a relationship. I, no, I don't guess. It's a fact. And it's childishly peaceful to fight what my instincts are of of not trusting happiness that sucks that's a shitty way to live and getting rid of that can be nice there's hope on the other side of whatever we're going through in, in a relationship in this case because it's relationship talk so know that there is and if you know me hell if i can be a guinea pig for this happy hippity positive thinking you, those who you know me or think you know me probably going to like, holy crap, if Jeff can do this, I can. So with all that being said, try to, I guess this boils down to look for the positive in the situation or try to be less, uh, live in the moment, quit overthinking and realize that there might be a reason to be that way. Because just like anything, if, if, you, if what you've been doing hasn't been working, it might be time to fix it. And that's kind of where I am of like, well, uh, fresh tactics. If you know what that's from, you're amazing, but it's from face off. Um, but yeah, uh, if, if things aren't working fresh tactics, so fresh tactics and I'll be God danged, uh, very happy, positive results. Um, and, uh, good things, good things. That's from a movie. Good things. Anyway, that's been a very discombobulated yet hopeful, hopefully somewhat inspiring or motivating or encouraging a um, little bit of relationship talk.
that sound effect was not near as loud as it was supposed to be, but whatever. Anyway, so I don't have a guest. Um, I don't have anything else to really talk about, but I, pond- I hammered out a 40-minute podcast. Um, I have some more interviews coming up. I'll be posting them on the podcast. Um, I'm trying to post them also on my YouTube channel, uh, whether it's an interview or another podcast, just so people have various ways to... Cause it's, not in a pitchy way, but people like to, I guess, hear me interviewed and kind of see the whole picture of what I do in my life and for a lot of the, whether it's a veteran community or whatever. So check out uh, YouTube. It's the Jeff Bosley. Um, I've kind of got that everywhere. Um, and here on the podcast, I've been trying to catch up and post a few interviews here and there. And thank you uh, for those of you who listen. The Bosley for Reacher, well, I guess Bosley Believers, that's an easier collective way to reference you. Thank you to all the Bosley Believers. And for those of you who don't know who those individuals are, those are the people supporting me holistically, but they also, they're, they're, they've, they grew from the Bosley for Reacher, Bosley for Jack Reacher world, that campaign. So to all you Bosley Believers, let this be a verbal uh, expression of gratitude for the t-shirts the hats the posts the support the s- fighting for me on other people's posts and and just around the world and i say that literally the I, there's bosley for reacher shirts in ireland um sweden uh there's stickers on people's luggage it's mind-boggling so from the bottom of my heart thank you um if you're re- wondering what i'm talking about regarding shirts and hats uh, america supply co i'll tag them in the description they are the official supplier of Jeff Bosley. The podcast has a shirt there. And there's also the bigger, the, the big thing right now is the Bosley for Reacher hats and shirts. So it's mind boggling, but it means the world to me and it fuels me, especially as I slowly, as this week wraps up, hole up to obsess and work on this uh, yet to be completely detailed project for you all. So thank you. And lastly, a lot of people have kind of asked how they can help uh, either the podcast or the Jack Reacher campaign or the Bosley for Reacher thing I'm working on, yet I still don't explain. Um, It's pretty easy if you just go to the uh, Patreon page, the uh, patreon.com forward slash, getting tongue-tied, the patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley, and if you click on about, I'll leave it at that. You can go to the about section or actually when you just type that in, you'll scroll down and you'll see ways you can help the, the cause. Uh, for any of you who know me, you know, I don't go party. You don't really waste time. I don't, I don't, I don't think I spend money erroneously. Is that the right word? But uh, yeah, I'll use it. So everything, especially now that the uh, Jack Reacher thing's coming to a near final uh, phase every little thing helps um and but yeah you can see it on the patreon.com forward slash jeff bosley there's one two three there's four different ways to help however that may be um and i'll leave it at that because help is needed and appreciated but i my my soul can't go beyond that with details you'll have to look yourself (laughs) um but that's that that is today's land of boz for monday june uh 24th i just want to say thank you everyone i will these are really fun so i don't know why i put it off but it's kind of therapeutic to get away from them so or get back to doing them so i'll work a little bit harder at it but hopefully this gives you something to listen to monday night or tuesday morning uh but in the meantime uh 
Oh, I forgot my sign off. I gotta look at. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, uh... cool. I forgot my sign off. That's awesome. So, in the meantime, this has been the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Please um, go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios.